Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. All right, everyone, welcome to this brand new episode of Christine Means Business. And as you know, I am here to serve you with as many tips as possible. Let me just readjust my screen for those of you who are on YouTube. There we go. And um, because two brains are always more powerful than one, and because I want you to get away from this with as much practical advice as possible, I have wonderful guests with me. And today I'm really excited because this is also an opportunity for me to get to pick people brains to ask for their advice and to get to know more about what they do. And today I have with me Mickey Kennedy and he is the founder and president of e-releases. That is a small business leader for press release distribution. So a super hot topic. I'll be talking more about it. And they're now celebrating 22 years in business. He is an expert at helping small businesses increase their visibility and credibility. And he's here today to share some valuable insights. So Mickey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Christine. So PR is something that... I think a lot of us who were Sex and the City ladies, you know, Samantha Jones, the PR queen. And then um, I started in business six, seven years ago, where Selena Sue was suddenly starting with Impacting Millions, where it was all about getting yourself into magazines, etc. So you had these two different worlds, I feel. You know, you had publicity as in you hustle and you pitch and you get featured if you're lucky. And then you had the other side of this mysterious thing that's just for stars or for big brands and when I published my book Women Business um, I got more interested into the subject and I think I found your company and just for letting everyone know about serendipity it's totally unrelated that you're here on the podcast like it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I'm a client of yours But I got into it because I looked into press releases, looked at different options, and it, you know, have also been pitched by different PR companies for ridiculous amounts of money that they want to get to get you featured. And yours was very competitive, a lot of success stories. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about why or how you developed your particular PR business, what it actually is, how it falls into the different types of having to pitch yourself versus, you know, spending gazillions of money. And also the second part, and we can get into it later, but which is really interesting for me is that you don't just offer a one-off service, but you offer a strategy where you use several press releases over time 
to gauge momentum and to get even more done. And that is something that I'm very interested in as well. So let's get started at the beginning. What exactly is e-releases? Why is it so special? Right. So uh, I launched, uh, it'll be 24 years this October. And I started with the idea of uh, emailing press releases. Uh, I was working at a telecom startup and I was the writer. So I did the press releases and we faxed them out. And we started to get a lot more calls from journalists saying, hey, there's a lot of numbers and statistics here. Could you just email me the press releases a Word doc? And so a light bulb went off and I reached out to journalists and asked if I could just send them press releases through email. And over a year of planning and contacting journalists, I launched with about 10,000 journalists in my database and just started sending them out. Over time, uh, PR Newswire uh, reached out to us and said we should also send through them. And I pointed out that like a national press release that's 500 words is over $1,000 with them. And my clients were at the time paying just a couple hundred dollars. So um, we they looked at our customer base. They realized they weren't serving them mm-hmm. and they thought that uh, they could come up with something that would, would work for both of us. So everybody gets a custom national distribution over PR Newswire. They get the same industry trades and all, all the uh, uh, additional syndication that happens with the Newswire. But of course, it's substantially cheaper. And so um, I, 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 it's been a great partnership. Uh, we've been working together for over a dozen years. So um, it, it really does give people the ability to reach a, a platform that normally they wouldn't you know, necessarily be able to afford. So that really excites me. And one of the things that I love about PR and press releases and the newswire is that so many people feel that this is something that the large companies mm-hmm. are in control of and that the small companies don't stand a chance. But you got to look at it from the standpoint of a journalist. They're curators and they're trying to take and discover small little unknown gems and share it with their audience because that gives them a lot of goodwill and makes them look like they're really smart and they know a lot. (laughs) So it's actually easier for smaller businesses and entrepreneurs and individuals to get media attention than it is the large companies like Microsoft. Soft, which they know has the money to do advertising and marketing. They don't need to have free articles. Yes. And one of the pieces that you offer is also a little bit of help with how to edit those press releases, because a lot of us, I'm saying us, small businesses or, you know, not huge multi-billion conglomerates, copywriting is obviously something that not everyone in, inherently knows how to do or not how to do it well. But as you say correctly, small businesses can be really intriguing, have their own little spin to it. And it's something that you offer as well, correct? Helping people to frame it in a way that it just grabs the journalist's attention. Right. We have a lot of resources on ereleases.com, uh, beginner's guide to writing press releases, a um, lot of samples, things like that. We also have uh, more strategically um, a, a strategy masterclass that's video training for anybody that basically takes you through an audit of newsworthy ideas that you could possibly do for your business. And uh, that that really excites me because I, I like the idea of my customers doing more, more strategic press releases because they get more media attention as a result. Yes. Let's talk about the strategy because I love this because I feel a lot of people don't know that you can use press releases for more than one thing. I think traditionally press release was connected to um, I have a book coming out the way that I did it or I have some big event, something happens that I can share. 
But I was, that is the second part that I really wanted to talk about. I was so intrigued when I read through, I think your newsletters, I'm not entirely sure, where you talked about that it doesn't stop at one single press release, but that you can weave a story. And that is actually sometimes the way to really gauge even more momentum and more leverage. So, and I'm still not 100% clear about it. So I'm really curious about that because I think it's something that people don't even think about. They think about producing 5,000 webinars. They think about, you know, opt-ins. They think about masterclasses, you name it. But press releases, how does that fit in? Right. So uh, a press release is very simply just an announcement to the media. And so many people just focus on a milestone that they're coming up on, like a new product or uh, an updated release or something like that, a, a book, for example. And while those are good, uh, there are things that you can utilize that generally get media pick up every single time. And I I have clients who, that sometimes get discouraged because they don't get media attention. And now I always tell them to consider doing a, uh, a survey or study of their industry. Um, those always result in, on average, anywhere from between six and 14 articles that are written about you. Not your press release on 14 websites, but actual articles that were written based off that press release and your findings. And um, I, I know it seems like a lot of work, but it really doesn't have to be. It's really just using a service like SurveyMonkey or even for free Google Forms uh, and putting together a few really intriguing questions that are relevant right now. And uh, right now is a great time to take your industry's temperature on things because, you know, there's logistics issues. Uh, there are people who are having staffing difficulties. You know, things are different than they were just two years ago. Yes. And so people are curious as to what's going on. There's some economic uncertainty. Um, you know, just knowing in your industry, are people sort of keeping their marketing budgets the same? Are they deciding to spend less because they think that there's a downturn coming? Uh, sometimes that can be self-fulfilling and, and, and can really yes. put a spotlight on things. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really, I think, intriguing for you to be the news. And by putting together a survey and sending it out, then you can sort of publish the most intriguing results from the survey. And sometimes you can get, if you ask enough questions, you can actually turn it into two or three press releases where you focus on different segments of the survey and what that sort of means. And you want to have like intriguing quotes as to your analysis of why this probably skewed a certain way because you are the author of the survey. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, pushbacks I get from clients is, well, I don't know who to send it to. And the great thing is in almost every- You don't every need to worry. <laughs> it's all done for you, kind of. It, it basically through uh, most uh, industries, there are numerous trade shows. I always advise people to target the small and more independent trade shows, not the large ones, because they sort of, when you approach them and say, could you send this to your audience? I will mention you in a press release that I'll be issuing over the wire. They often see it as a win-win. They don't get a lot of love or a lot of media yeah. attention themselves. So they see it as a really great opportunity for them as well as you. And so very often they will share it with their members, social media, perhaps email, sometimes they'll do both. Um, so I, I think that that's probably one of the easiest ways for someone who either hasn't had 
good experience in the past doing press releases and they're looking to hit a home run right out of the bat, that's that's definitely one of the ways that you can do it. But there's lots of little strategic approaches like that that you can sort of do um, that are, are just more strategic and more likely to get media attention. Uh, you know, being the author of a survey, you're going to get mentioned every time that article is produced. Uh, you want to have a page on your website where you basically put all of your data and make it available. So people will be linking to that and sharing that as well. So you're going to get links from lots of credible news sources that are re it's really going to help your overall SEO, as well as uh, you just getting noticed in your industry. I'm very excited about this because I'm starting my PhD in October. So obviously, lots of research is on the horizon about entrepreneurship. So and it's in parallel, of course, going to benefit my business because I really want to infuse it in my business as well, getting very clear about how the market has changed because it has, you know, so many people have now, I'm in the online industry as you, you know, have started to leave their jobs and, you know, remote is so important. Lots of people start their own business online. It's a crazy, crazy wild west time in, in the online world right now. So I'm really, really excited about this. And the interesting thing is that it's very affordable in the end, knowing that you can get all those backlinks that, and as I always say, these backlinks are worth so much more than, let's say, 10,000 bought social media followers, because people will find it when they search for something, when they're in a mindset of searching something, and when they then see that you are linked to this or that the article goes to that, they are in a different frame of mind. Plus, it has to do with the news. So it's just a different arena. So your opinion, if you have a business that decides to use PR as part of their strategy for the next six months or the next 12 months or two years, who knows, how, how would you encourage them? How often would you encourage them to get ready to publish a press release? Is it is there a strategy to it? Like, does it make a difference whether you publish once a month? Is that too often? Is it every two months? Have you seen any trends that have been beneficial to your clients in this? The biggest trend that I've seen is that the people that are the most active with a PR campaign and they do a series of, say, six to eight releases, then generally see the the, the best results. And, the, and it sort of does feed off of each other where maybe the first three releases didn't do very much, but the fourth one, they start to get some interest. And then they sort of peel back what that fourth one was about and explore it with a fifth one that might be similar. And they do get more pickup normally as a result of that. And it does sort of lend itself to uh, repeating and enhancing and 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 basically creating nuances and layers to what was uh, of interest before. And so once you crack that code, it just becomes a lot easier to sort of, uh, you know, feed your industry what they really seem to be wanting right now. Because I guess if you have a successful campaign, you will have journalists reach out to you with follow-up questions. And from those, you can tailor your next release. Does it matter the time does the time interval matter in terms of do they need to follow each other quickly or not i think that the minimum is quarterly 
Um, because gotcha. once, once you are longer than three months, it, you sort of lose momentum and, and also the media doesn't sort of remember as much. And so mm -hmm. I think every other month is, is really something that a lot of small businesses should strive for. I think that, you know, if you feel like you can do monthly, that's great, but that might just be out of the realm for many small business owners and entrepreneurs that are just doing a lot of stuff. So, yeah. um, I, I think that every other month is a really great goal to do. And as you had mentioned before about, you know, the, the links that come to you, uh, you know, one of the things that happens when an article is written about you is there, there's the perception of an implied endorsement that this yes. news outlet, uh, you know, uh, covered you. And so that's a huge credibility indicator. So a lot of my customers have said, I didn't get as much traffic as I was expecting, but almost all of them bought it, yes. you know, that's not yes. that's not unusual. So yes. so you know instead of you know getting ten thousand visitors, they got like three hundred, but they got two hundred and forty sales, which is just phenomenal no, for them. No. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the real thing that happens. And I've I've had some clients that actually send paid traffic to an article that was written about them because they they realize that people buy off of that article. And yeah. so uh, you know, even though they don't control that page, they're willing to uh share the traffic even though they can't retarget to those visitors until they reach their website. Um, but you know, it it is one of the great things about PR where um, it, it, it isn't perceived as marketing. It isn't perceived as an ad. So people are much more likely to engage and buy, and they're less likely to get to your website and then open a new page and see if I can get it cheaper on Amazon or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So interesting that it's very, very true. Now I have one more question that I want to circle back to. And you said one of the strategies that you see happening or that that you would recommend is the survey um and you know looking at trade shows etc what qualifies as a minimum of being a survey you know do is there anything like um a, a, a number they think this should be the minimum of people actually interviewed i've seen some industries that are just very small like um cryptography and things like that where the results were under 150 um but they were over 100 and that was fine i think yeah. that it really depends on the industry and your audience if it's a huge audience the expectation is they would like to probably have 3 or 400 minimum for it to have some statistical relevance but um it it really does vary but it doesn't have to be thousands of responses or anything like that yeah, because I think that would probably be intimidating for people to, how do I get those people to actually answer the survey? You know, everyone is busy. Anything else apart from surveys where you could do a series? Um, sure. So uh, there is doing an audit of your industry for blind spots. Um, I, I always have customers that I work with on a long-term basis sort of look at what people talk about at trade shows. You know, what's the water cooler talk? that you never really see in print. And, you know, it, it's funny because you get a room full of salespeople in your industry together. They're going to talk about stuff that you're, you're going to, your eyes are going to go, wow, what's that about? And, <laughs> uh, you know, those are often ripe opportunities to discuss. And I've had that work for people in industries that are just so non-newsworthy. Uh, <laughs> I had a carpet company in New Jersey, a local carpet company, and we did uh, 
some analysis and their industry blind spot is just how antagonistic things are between the big box home improvement stores and local carpet shops. And so we just peeled that back and discussed it and talked about the cons and pros of marketing against like the Home Depot and Lowe's of the world. And almost all the floor trade publications picked it up. And Mm -hmm. over a series of a few months, we continued to discuss it because it seemed to be something that the the industry was very responsive to. And, uh, you know, that that customer taught me something because I kept saying, these are not your customers. These are other local carpet shops that are reading these articles. Why are we doing this? And they're just like, wait and see. And then they put together this big brag book of all their clippings. They ended up getting over 30 uh, trade publications, local newspaper, uh, local magazine as well. And they put it together in a big brag book, they called. And when they go out to give a quote to someone, they sort of thumb through it and say, we've been picked up in floor trade weekly. We've been booked up here. We've been picked up. And all of a sudden they started converting, like, I think around 12 to 15% more conversions, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're doing 40 to 50 appointments a week for uh, carpet quotes, you know, that's a, that's a big, big boost for them. And so it worked out extremely well. How wonderful. Cause that's what I love, like thinking outside of the box, like not necessarily the direct connection to the client but just one step further and it could be an intermediary step that's what I'm also very interested in because people can obviously go to e-release what oh hang on let me make sure that I got the link correctly yes e-releases.com plural and there obviously you can get the package just to send in your press release and get it distributed to a certain category or you can get help to get someone to look over it. I think you can get an editor. What about people who are like the carpets company, for example, and they're like, you know, we like the philosophy of this, but we're just, we don't even know how to get started. Do you also offer support from that where someone can just get in touch with you and just say, hey, this is my business. I want to use PR. I know that. But how do I leverage it the best? Right. So I I recommend that people start at that free masterclass where I go through these strategic ideas. Um, It's available at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. It's sort of a self-guided less than an hour video that helps you do an audit of newsworthy ideas for your business. And then feel free to chat or call our staff and speak with them. There's editors there. There's no salespeople. There's no commissions. There's no sales quotas. Uh, If we feel that we're not a good fit, we're going to tell you rather than take your money. Uh, but we really can be a, a really valuable resource. And, and we help a lot of people, uh, you know, transition into their first releases or their first releases that actually go over a wire and have the opportunity of substantial leverage. Um, I had a client early in the pandemic uh, that put together something to help small uh, restaurants and businesses that were closed during the pandemic. And it got out over 150 articles. Uh, we stopped counting because there were so many local papers that were picking it up as well. But all the major papers picked it up, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, uh, New York Times, um, all of these places. And I think that it worked really well because it was something actionable that you could do to help a lo- your local favorite restaurant. And it, it, it was actionable 
and it was a time where there was a lot of uncertainty and negative news. So it was just like yeah. a perfect storm, but it sort of demonstrates the extreme leverage that's possible with PR. They just did one press release and it, you know, millions of dollars were yeah. uh, cr created to help, uh, you know, small restaurants nationwide and actually even internationally. And it, it did phenomenally well for, for, for a project that was just meant to live for a very short period. Yeah. No, I absolutely, I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, the press release even that we send out was picked up by, I think, 39 news outlets with Yahoo Finance and all kinds of things where I was like, it's nice to stick on my website, you know, as featured in. So always nice. So I can absolutely vouch for it and recommend it. Um, and there was one more question that I had. So obviously you do a lot of local and national PR, national meaning the United States. I am in Europe. I work internationally. Most A lot of my clients are actually in the States, so it's fine for me. But if someone is working in a different country than the United States, would it still work for them? If it not depends. a brick and mortar business. You right. Know? It, if, if your market does not include the U.S., then it, uh, using e-releases is not the answer. But you could take that free masterclass and apply it through a platform in your market that works really well for you. So if you're in the UK, you want to find a, a UK wire that works really well. Um, and just kind of try to avoid the online only syndication type places. What you really want is a wire that reaches journalists so that it can be turned into articles with a lot of the syndication places that exist out there. They're cheaper, but they're not actually reaching a journalist. So it's not ever being turned into an original article. It's just being syndicated and put on a few websites. So that that's my only advice. And sometimes it might take a little bit of work, but generally if you're in a market, if you just talk to some PR professionals and ask what are some good wires for sending out press releases, they'll tell you. They and it's, it's, it's probably one or two places in each country or region um, that, that has a really good reputation. In the US, it's uh, Business Wire, PR Newswire, and Globe Newswire. And they each sort of have their emphasis. Globe Newswire is a lot for publicly traded companies and smaller uh, smaller cap companies. Uh, PR Newswire is for generally larger companies, but they have a really great reputation being the oldest and largest newswire mm. or press releases. Yeah. Yeah, so to each their own and just make, do a little bit of research, I guess. Right. Well, this has been phenomenal. I'm very, very excited about this. And um, then there is one more thing and then we're done. But, <laughs> but it's the second point. So you guys know that I speak a bio or speak a sheet if you work on it. I've talked about it before. So I got Mike's speaker sheet here as well. And he has professionally, of course, different interview topics. And one of them says how to get regular local media coverage without spending a dime. So does that mean an additional dime? <laughs> no. <laughs> Getting local media is the easiest uh, media attention you can get. If you look at it in most markets, there's less than 10 people who would write about you. Find out who those 10 people are. Do a little bit of research. You know, pick up your local newspaper. If, uh, if you're lucky enough to have a local business magazine or newspaper, pick that up as well. Who generally covers your industry there? Get their email address. Uh, you can call them and ask for it. They're, they don't try to hide. They're trying to be accessible because they want these really great stories. And then what you do is as you have milestones, share them with them. You do not have to write a press release. You can just yes. have a, a, just a couple of sentences of a pitch 
pitch of something that you're doing and just send it to these people on a regular basis. So it, I think that's very easily easily uh, attainable for most people. It's under 10 people. You have you build a little list and you just stay on top of them, whether it's quarterly or every other month, just on a semi-regular basis. And as you have ideas pitch them. And I always tell people, uh, you know, if you ever go to a trade show and you see com competing companies to yours that are in a different market, follow them on Google alerts and see what they're doing and oh. where they, where, where did they appear and what type of articles do they appear? If there's an article about something that's trending right now, you can put that same thing in a pitch to your local market and you exactly. don't say, Hey, I, yeah, you never reveal that. Hey, I saw this article in a different market, but what you say is, <laughs> I, I've seen uh, the, a, trend. Um, a trend where people are talking about this and I would love to explain how my business is doing this or taking advantage of this. And uh, I would look forward to talking to you and sharing some great ideas. And sometimes if you have a great quote, uh, you can just include that as well as your pitch because a lot of times journalists can build an article around a really amazing quote. And by amazing quote, you want to say something that can't easily be paraphrased or if it was paraphrased there's a loss of the magic mm -hmm. and sometimes it's it's the creative way that it was said sometimes it's just the um uh, the brevity and concision the conciseness of what you said it just really states it so succinctly that you know it it, it would be a loss not to include it so a journalist will sometimes write an article around a quote so i i think that that's a really uh an amazing sort of trick or loophole to really get a journalist's attention yeah miki this has been amazing i still have full press releases in my in my account yeah. <laughs> that I want to send out this or that I have to still write, but you know, that's, it's part of my strategy for sure. I'm a huge fan of your company, ereleases.com. Seriously, like nobody said that I should do this or have to endorse this, but I honestly am. It works super friendly service, very easy to use. And as you can see, that's a, a sound strategy behind it. Now, as I'm going to use my press releases throughout the year, I'm going to document it obviously so that you guys will know what happened of it. So a little case study for everyone. But as he said before, you have loads of resources at ereleases.com and, um, you can also find e-releases on Twitter, on Facebook. It's always the same, I think. E-releases, once it's press release distribution and LinkedIn, it's publicity. Oh, that's a good... All right. And here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.